Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, so get online in the second hour. 860-522-9842 is the number. And uh, let's get back to Shannon real quickly, who's trying to get around the fact that her old IT provider, current IP, IT provider, locked her out of her operating system, right? Yes. And actually, um, during the break, the Google Chrome still didn't come up, obviously, because of the S factor. Right. Right. Um, but it had, it comes up to say, to finish installing Chrome, you need to switch out of S mode. So it was telling me. Yeah. And it also gave me steps. So that's Oh, it's prompting you. That. That's good. Nice. Yes. Right. So that's, that's good. Now, yeah. my other two quick things. Yeah. Um, because in trying to figure this out over the past day and a half, mm-hmm. um, C-Lite as a browser was a suggestion, but that didn't seem to have the little um, protection lockbox in the URL bar. So is there any benefit to using the C-Lite browser? Never heard of it. I've never really? heard of that one either, no. no. Really? I feel kind of good. You guys look it up. It's C-L-I-T-E, and it's a browser. Gotcha. Oh, there's probably tons of them out there. There's tons of them out there. Um, You know, alternative browsers that I'd recommend would be Brave, the Brave browser. Brave is really good. B-R-A-V-E? Yeah. B-R-A-V-E dot com. Yep, and it's got a a lion head um, if you get the right logo. Hold on to that. All right, and then just wrapping up real quick, I'm sure there are a lot of folks waiting on a Saturday morning. I have a smart television, Mm -hmm. and I'm not getting the local channels like I thought I would based on what they're telling me. Um, I thought I could turn on my ABC and I could watch all of ABC, but that's not true. So I understand I need an antenna. Yeah. If I purchase an antenna and literally just plug it into the back, yep. will I, in fact, have those channels or am I still going to have to do some programming? No, you should be able to choose choose the antenna source for your TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're yeah. going to change your source from whatever you're, you're – like you're, you're maybe using a Roku now or something. You're going to change it over. I am. Yep, change it over to the antenna, and then it's depending on how well or how close you are to the sources of of the TV stations, you should get it. So get a high definition antenna, right? And uh, the you know as far as there's there's all sorts of antennas out there that you can research. Yeah, I've never had very much good luck with them myself. How about <laughs> you, Dennis? Uh, the after the digital conversion in what oh nine mm-hmm. no. 
Um, the, I, at my house, I can get like two channels. Yeah. Channel three well, and channel didn't... 24. And that's wow. pretty and, much and the it. Interesting thing, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck watching streaming stuff all day. I don't want that. I want to still go back to local beyond just the news. Yeah. So it's well, been a Who are you paying for your streaming service? What, what did you choose? Front, it, am I allowed to say it? The, yeah. the company that starts with an F, Frontier. So they're, wait a minute. So they're not giving you your channels? You're paying for, oh, you're paying Frontier for just the internet, right? Correct. That's yes, it. Okay, so you don't have internet. a streaming service. You're using like Netflix or what have you. Oh, Roku TV came with it. So all I, um, the Netflix, yes, and the Paramount and the Hulu. I have all of them. All right. Well, that's cool. You need to, you can consider also if the antenna doesn't work, a streaming service that gives you local channels, which would be like a, a YouTube TV or a or Sling. There is a Hulu Live version of Hulu that includes over-the-air channels. That's true, too. And, and Sling. With one of yeah. those live channels, the services, I won't have to have an antenna? Correct. No, no it would come oh, in over the Internet. Okay. Yeah, so go research yeah. Hulu for live, TV, yeah. live channels, and I bet you'll be happy. Gotcha. Well, no, I, I bet you I'm happy now that I know about this S thing and I'm going to get my Chrome back and get my Zoom ready. <laughs> yeah, and you got to ask your buddy there what he's loading on your machine. You know, Where yeah, did, where did he get that ask. software? <laughs> yeah, because the government's not going to come looking for me, are they? No. no, yeah, no. The government, the government doesn't know their software from their elbow. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> listen, gentlemen, I always appreciate the help. I've called. It's been a while since I have. I always listen. Awesome. But this is probably my second or third time calling. I do appreciate your help. You guys have a great day. Our pleasure. Good luck, Shannon. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Yep, All right. So she's got some things going on. Just when you think, you know, an IT guy's helping you and he loads the S mode on your machine and locks you down. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Let's go on to Guy in West Hartford. Hey, Guy, what do you got cooking? Hey, Eric Dennis. How's it going, guy? Uh, I've got uh, a question about the PCIe memory cards. Mm. And uh, also through the break, I, I came up with another question about device encryption. And to top it off, I got, I've got, I think I've got a solution for the guy whose devices won't connect to his, mate, to his landlord's uh, Wi-Fi. Can we start with that first? I want to see what yeah. your theory is. Yeah. Uh, he was – here. here's what he can do. And I'm, I'm not going to try and debug the, the uh, landlord's Wi-Fi he can take his device, plug in an Ethernet cable to his WAN cable to, to the landlord's, one of the landlord's uh, hardwire ports. So oh. effectively, he could take his router, become an endpoint to the landlord's device, and then he won't have to go over and bug his landlord anymore. He can, he can control his own device because he already has the, uh, the access to it. Well, that's an option, right? So he's going to take a, take a drill. And drill a hole between his <laughs> between his apartment and, and the yeah. landlord's, well, and run well, a wire. Well, yeah, you could do that, or he just the landlord will have to plug it in. <laughs> right. <laughs> right in in there. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying. That is a way to get around it. But now, and yeah. so then he'll have his own SSID. Around, yeah. Right, and, and he would have. To come up there. You were trying to actually fix the problem. Uh, yeah. I'm just sitting here dreaming about a worker. You're MacGyvering it. Yeah, and he would have to he would have to turn off DHCP in his own router too. Well, no, he needs to, his solution oh, needs true. that. True, right? He'd be You're his right. own access point on the network. But that's so the other thing yeah. about that guy is going to cause a problem, right? So two routers on the same network, say handing up DHCP, yeah, that's it'll make what a mess. I'm worried about. Yeah, that's a, yeah. it's, it's yeah, kind yeah, of I, a no-no. I, I got three of I got three of them on mine. Maybe that's my problem. Three routers? <laughs> oh, three actual routers, guy. 
Yeah, I put a router behind a router, and I've got a third one that's just an endpoint. So, no, I've got I've got them all talking. All and right. Well, if if they're all handing out IP addresses, you're going to end up with a mess at some point. But go ahead. That's good. That we, we're glad you thought about you know what you're th- thinking there for helping <laughs> yeah. them out. So what else is your issue? What else you got going on? So, okay. Piece, okay. Now, SSDs. Now, instead of a, a SATA-connected hard drive, now i got a, a new PC. It's got a PCIe memory card, non-volatile memory. Green and fast. It's um, but um, to partition this device, um, it's two right? backups on and whatnot. But per- to partition it, and maybe it's just my particular my configuration. I've got a legal copy of AOME Partition Magic mm-hmm. on a on a thumb drive. I boot the thumb drive, but I can't see the the uh, PCIe memory card on there. You're not seeing the boot device as the M.2. Yeah, shouldn't I be able to see uh, and partition that device just like just like a hard drive? Yeah, you should. But does the BIOS or UFI in your computer recognize it? That's the question. Yeah, if I go to the BIOS, I see it. It sees it. Okay. All right, then maybe that tool's not seeing it for whatever reason. Yeah, that could. Yeah, I wrote to them. You know, but it, I mean, it's a pretty new copy. It's about a year or two old. But it, it might just be the tool. And you can partition using Windows. You don't need to use the third-party yeah. tool anymore. You can right, you can use Disk Manager. I know, yeah, but we're using Windows, but I want to do it from. I want to just be able to control that one device. And if I don't, if a person doesn't have a second uh, memory card, uh, then they might not be able to back up to it and whatnot. So um, that's why that's why I wanted to boot from the uh, thumb drive. But uh, absolutely, okay. Wait, wait, what? What? Uh, what? What are you thumb, doing? You went you went from PCIe card to thumb drive. So you're booting off a. You want to boot off the thumb drive? I want to boot off the thumb drive. In other words, I I put a, a version of AOMI on thumb drive. Right. And then you boot to that using UFI, and then you you don't have to load the whole operating system. I use uh, that usually to partition stuff or to back it up. I well, run everything off a of thumb drive, even like EVS, the backup system. I mm-hmm. run it off a of thumb drive. All right. If he's a doing, a lot of my PCs, oh. I only have one disk drive, so I can't really boot from Windows and run off of there sometimes. But that's another topic too. All right. If you're doing that, there mm-hmm. is an operating system on that USB drive that you you've got AOMI on. That might not be recognizing the drive, and it big. might not even be the AOMI product that isn't recognizing it. That could be. Yep. Yeah. It might not understand it'll, a it'll, large drive. I'm sure it's going to be a version of Linux. And it might be stripped down because it's meant to run from a USB, and it may not have support for that drive. Right. Exactly. Hmm. Well, th- those cards are all GPT formatted anyway because they have to be UFI, so it's not like going to be switching it, from MBR to It still to has to recognize the hardware for what it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to repartition it, you're going to have to get to it somehow. So. Right. Well, you're definitely doing some weird stuff over there, guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here, here you're ready for the third one? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm bracing for it. Yeah. Go, Dennis. Dennis is maybe not here. Do you like uh, turning your coffee? You do. You, do you start your car by turning your coffee maker on? Is it what you're? What do you do? Go ahead. No, I, I I put it in neutral and roll it down the hill and pop the clutch. That's what <laughs> yeah, right. That's what we used to do. Yeah, good. You remember those days? Oh, sadly, <laughs> sadly. I, I, I know how old I am. Yeah, I had a Mercury Lynx. We called it the silver bullet that I had to do that with every every now and again. <laughs> So go ahead. All right. Uh, the new computer's got uh, bitwise encryption on the hard drive, Windows 11, and it came with bitwise encrypted the the, uh, the you know the system disk. Yeah. So I mean, I I get that that's a security thing, but 
if I take that discard and put it into another one, I won't be able to read it. I mean, what's the pros and cons of uh, turning, leaving bitwise encryption on or off of your, of your uh, system drive or hard drives? Yeah, so Microsoft's trying to be more secure. Um, in a business environment, more and more, we're going we're gonna to recommend that your, your hard drive at rest be encrypted. Um, less, it's less of a thing for home users in that you're just worried about somebody breaking into your home and stealing your computer and then having access to it. Um, but by, by encrypting the drive, you bring a whole lot of uh, privacy to your life, right? Because even if you lose that drive, even if that drive gets in someone else's hands, whatever's on that drive is now encrypted, and they would need the key to decrypt it. So we'd be crazy to tell you it's not something you shouldn't do, um, but it, it will add more complexity to your life because now you have to put an encryption key in to boot up the machine before it gets to the operating system. And in your case, it, before it gets to the USB drive, I don't even know how that would work. Um, but that's, that's what's going to have to happen. So I tell you to keep it and get used to it because as a society, we need to do better with security and um, – the FBI would tell you not to use it. No, just kidding. Just kidding. I'm sure they're not listening. <laughs> Any downside? Yeah. I mean, it's the downside is if you get locked out of it, right? Right. Um, if for some yeah, reason right. the, the encryption key doesn't work when you need it or something goes wrong. Um, well, I don't have a downside. key. I mean, it's just, it just boots and, you know, it doesn't well, ask me. The key somebody. would be in the, in the uh, TPM or trusted platform module on board the computer. Right. But you would still want to have that recovery key. Right. And I'm going to tell you this. First thing you do is go into BitLocker and have it. There's a way to get the recovery key. Exported. And pr well, you print it out. Yeah. Print it out on a piece of paper and file that thing away. Put it in a vault. Because if something ever goes wrong with how the computer is built. Well, make sure it's in a folder in the vault because said, FBI, look here. <laughs> you don't want them going through your closets. Why, why don't I just put out a yellow stick on and take it to my, to my freeze with all my other passwords? That way, when the guy breaks in, he, it'll make it a lot easier for exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the reason is if you ever have to take it out of that computer and put it in a right. different one where the to TPM doesn't already right. have the yeah. key in it. Right. You're going to need I, it. I understand, Dennis. I'm just joshing here. I know. <laughs> but for machines well, that don't have TPMs, they do have to actually type that key they in. They do. All right. Correct. So, so there's some kind of uh, software in there called, uh, that, that Bitwise has. You're calling it TPM, where I can actually go in and, and get a copy of the unencryption key. No, so I well, figure out what that is. Well, well, you go into the BitLocker control panel, okay? All right. And yep. in there, there will be a way to get the key out and print right. it out. And but it's... It. The the TPM is a piece of hardware that's in the machine right. that holds oh. that data. Oh, I see. It holds right, the so encryption we... key. It can also store a few other security-related things. Okay. So so the Bitwise uh, software has the interface into the TPM. Correct. And uh, that, that's my vehicle for uh, getting access to that unencryption key. Got it. Yep. All right, guy. Thanks, Dennis, Eric. Yeah, Have thank you one. for yeah. making you made our hair hurt this morning. Yeah, thanks. Those days are all gone. Those days are all gone. Now I just push a button and it comes on. I don't even know how it works. All right, thanks, guy. Hey, if you don't want to get your car stolen, just buy it with a tra standard transmission. No, no, oh, I know. <laughs> True. I, I agree. I, I do. I do have one of those, and I leave the top down. Go ahead. Good luck. All right, see you guys. Yeah. All right, we're gonna step out for a quick break. 
we are back. Let's go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. And you're next up. Huh. Okay, next up is uh, Bill in Wallingford. It's been on the longest. Hey, Bill, what's up? Hi, uh, guys. Hi. I pre- appreciate your being there. And I have what to me is a weird one. All right. It's been all morning <laughs> today. <It's> yeah, been- <laughs> yeah. I have, I have a neighbor who has a laptop. Um, she uses Google Chrome as her browser, mm-hmm. and she goes into the Google search page, puts in a search, and winds up with a negative 403, um, saying that she, I mean, this is just the search. <laughs> That's all she's doing. That's weird. If she, in the same session, and I'm not making this up, in the same session, <laughs> same tab and everything, she puts in an actual URL in, in, uh, in the line, uh, she can get to wherever she wants to go. So it's the search itself. I will tell you that she has a VPN turned on. Ah. And the VPN, if she turns it off, and I can't say that it's consistently, but I think it is, consistently if she turns the VPN off, that search problem goes away. So yep. it's, it's kind, of a, kind of like the, uh, you know, doctor, my arm hurts. Uh, if I do this, well, don't <laughs> yeah, do that don't anymore. Do that. But, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I'm right. Just curious, just curious as to what it might be yeah, or how to fix it. So this is a common issue with VPNs in that you can configure the VPN to use its own um, DNS or a third-party DNS, right? The idea of a VPN is to secure what you're doing online, and you don't want you don't want the local internet provider to track the DNS search you made, right? So right. the idea right. is to do that within a VPN. So when you can, however, though, and I've tried this even myself messing around, uh, the VPN itself, when you turn that stuff on, it still has issues. Um, you know, when I'm running a, v, a VPN like with Proton. Um, you, you try to configure that that v, the, the DNS service you want to use, and still your searches don't quite always work, and there's weird delays. So, um, and, and Dennis is shaking his head too that he's seen that too. So, DNS and VPNs for searches do seem to be problematic. Do you have any solutions, Dennis, that you've come across as far as making that work all the time? Or uh, I would, I would wonder what country the VPN is in. Right. And okay. what I think might be happening is. She's going to Google.com, which is Google in the U.S. Right. But at some point, while Google is doing the search, it realizes that she's in some other country. Right. And then it's switching her over to that country's Google portal. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And there's a break somewhere in there because her computer is not really capable of reaching that portal in spite of having a VPN located there, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. understand what you're saying. She tells me that she's connected, the VPN is connected to a U.S. Um, uh, site, if you will, but uh, I've not verified that myself. So, Yeah, look at the VPN configuration for how it handles DNS, and yeah. there's some, usually some checkboxes in there that you can put in maybe the open DNS, DNS uh, uh, IPs, right? Open DNS is an option for you. And, yep. and see if that works better for her. But you, you can have trouble. And there's been issues with all that DNS leaking happening. Even when you pop up on the VPN service, you know, they're using your local DNS sometimes to do your search. And then you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't give me a secure connection. And then sometimes they were having the DNS on the, on the VPN side uh, capture all that information. So there's a lot going on there. Um, hope that helps you. Uh, we, do, we are coming yep. up against the, top, uh, the bottom of the hour. Do you have a second yeah, no, question? No, that's uh, that's good. By the way, I want to thank Dennis for his recommendation of a camera store in Hartford via email. He, oh, okay. 
Uh, we went there, my friend and I went there yesterday. He bought a bunch of equipment, and he was the, the service was terrific. I, I, I'll mention the name if you want. We got to go, Bill. It was the yeah. camera bar. Camera bar in Hartford. I get asked almost every day, what is that? Okay, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. we got a couple lines open for you guys. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842 or WTIC. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Been a weird one this morning. Very interesting questions. Oh, very, very interesting. And uh, that we like that stuff. So we'll hopefully it hasn't made your hair hurt like it's made our hair hurt. But <laughs> we will do our best to continue through here. But let's go to Bob and Hebron and see what he's got cooking. Hey, Bob, what's up? Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, love the show. Faithful listener. Thanks. Um, I, my question is about, I just uh, fired up a brand new... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Windows 11 machine, an right. HP Handy. Nice. And uh, it's got some stuff preloaded on it. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing that is uh, it's got my uh, McAfee. Mm -hmm. for uh, antivirus, and yeah. uh, I'd just like to uh, uninstall that and just go with Defender and then go with Windows for the firewall. Right. And yeah. uh, so uh, you know, when I go on the apps uh, for uh, McAfee, it's got uh, two of them. It's got uh, McAfee Live Safe and McAfee personal security. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, so I was going to try and uninstall both of them. Yeah, sure. Uh, does that does that wipe them from the computer, or does that just uh, di disable them? It should wipe them from the computer, but I have seen cases where it doesn't completely remove them. Um, what's nice is that um, McAfee provides a removal tool that you can download and run. And it will purge the computer of all their stuff. Okay. How, how would you know if the stuff was still on there? Well, you would be able to look in the file structure and you might see files still under a program files backslash McAfee directory 
Uh, you might see registry entries that are identified as being from McAfee. You might even see a service running that is for McAfee. So Okay. Uh, now, if I uninstall both of those, um, that should automatically turn Defender on. Correct. Yep. yep. Okay. Now, if it had some remnants, if I uninstall both of them and then it had some rem remnants, like you were just saying, would that interfere with Windows, uh, with Defender turning it, getting turned on automatically? Or no, it doesn't. It just might. It just means that there's a few hangover files or registry entries. So it's just. It sounds more like just a nuisance thing. It's a nuisance. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I'll give it a shot. Uh, the other question I had, what really surprised me is when I fired up this new machine and I went through the uh, uh, filling in my Microsoft uh, account info. Yeah. And then uh, that adapted uh, some of my settings from one of my other uh, Microsoft settings. And then I got all the way to my new desktop and my Internet connection was working. And I was expecting that I was just going to have to plug in my password for my Internet setting. I get it through um, Frontier, but I didn't have to do that, which made me wonder, like, are they storing my, the password for my Internet uh, through, um, uh, through Microsoft? Frontier, through the settings? The cloud? Hmm. Well, on, Win on Windows 11... If you log into uh, many Microsoft products, what will happen is it remembers that account on a system level and you are authenticated to all kinds of different Microsoft products on that computer. Right. And the way that you would control that is to go into the settings, which is you click on start and then the little cog. And yeah. there will be an accounts section, and your account, your Microsoft account, will be listed there. His question was that: Does Microsoft store the SSID credentialing? Because it looked like he did not have to put in an SSID credential uh, on this new it, machine. It, it did it automatically. It might be doing that. Yeah, well, it clearly. might be doing that. And it 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 would be keeping that in cloud storage for him. Right. Yeah, I I hadn't heard of it doing it, but I don't see why it's not impossible. So right, it would just repass the information it has from the other machine. Oh, I see so you're I on mean, the same SSID. So if it's saving, if it's saving that password, it, I mean, what else might it be saving? I well, mean, that's a, a lot of stuff. Oh, a lot of stuff. I'm sure. That's a fair question, Bob. Um, but 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 passwords too. I mean, I always click when I'm. Uh, when I'm uh, using my browser and I have to put in a password for something, I always uh, uh, click on never save. Right. So, so I so thought that was keeping me clean on that. But you are you are in that case. So I would think of it, if this is the case, and I, I'm, I believe you that this is what happened, I, we'd have to check to see if Microsoft is doing this. But in the, inst in the interest of ease of access, there really is no harm, no foul to say, okay, if Bob... If Bob Systems knows the SSID and password for Bob's own Wi-Fi, what harm would it be to not pass that information through automatically rather than make Bob enter it again? Because, of course, Bob's saying to himself, hey, I'm, I'm configuring a Windows system within my network. 
why why doesn't Windows remember this? I, it does seem like a feature that I would appreciate because all you're doing, my kids can remember my SSID, our SSID passwords at our home, but I can't. I have to pull it out and, and type and figure it out what it is. It is kind of a nice feature if that's what they're doing because there's really no security issue there. They know you're Bob. They credentialed you as Bob. They know you're actually within the SSID of your network. So they know all that, they being Microsoft. <laughs> and they're like, well, if he happens to be in this network, I'm not going to make him put the SSID key in because it's Bob. I know Bob. Right? So if you put okay. it in that context, so, it does seem helpful. Okay. Um, so uh, I shouldn't uh, worry about it unless on this new machine, uh, the first time I try to go into uh, your bank, uh, something like a bank account, <laughs> um, right? I go into my bank that uh, it it sends me, it lets me go right in, and I don't have to put a password. Well, in. at that point, and you it, you should worry there, right? Because the bank absolutely. shouldn't the yeah. bank the bank software shouldn't recognize your your browser. They shouldn't recognize your system. They should force your second factor request. Um, yes, all that should happen, and I would h highly doubt you're going to have that problem. I actually know you're not going to have that problem. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, great. Thanks a lot. I really, really appreciate the help. Our pleasure. And I'll uh, we'll continue to be a faithful listener. <laughs> Sounds good, Bob. <laughs> all right. Thanks. We appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, I mean that would be a handy little feature, right? Why not? If if you already know it, if Microsoft already has that information from a past operating system, all you're doing is passing well, that. We should look that up. A lot of mobile devices will do that. I know that it happens with iPhones and Android. So if you get a new Android and you, and you log you back have, in, and if you have sync done, there's the cloud sync for that device. It'll reload it. Yeah, it'll makes... reload all that stuff. Yeah. It will. So four lines open, guys. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842 is the number. Now, while we wait for your calls, do you want to bring up any kind of news there, Dennis? I do. What do you uh, got? We already talked about some layoffs at a lot of big tech companies. Yes, we did. But uh, one of them is also coming up with a new way to save money for itself. This is really a this scroogey, is, this Bob. Is, this is awful. Scrooge is the perfect word for this. Yeah. Okay. Amazon, mm -hmm. I don't know how many people out there know, they had something called the Amazon Smile program, yes, which automatically uh, wrapped up uh, donations to a charity of your choice based on your purchases on mm -hmm. Amazon. Right. Uh, and I don't even think you needed to be an Amazon Prime member to mm -hmm. do it. Nope. It, it just... You, you just, just sign up for Smile, okay. yep. and away you went. Mm -hmm. And it would... You know, donate a small amount of money to your charity, whichever one you pick. And it turns out that they are dis discontinuing that in February. It's so gross. And I I am astounded at the reasoning for it. And normally I don't read from these articles, mm -hmm. but this particular article quotes the company. Yep. And I have to read that to you guys. Yeah, where's the article? Because this is corporate speak. This article is on... Oh, I believe it. Well, let's see. I didn't think it'd be a trick question, but go ahead. Uh, read, read, read the quote. Okay. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put the link up there for you. Yeah, we will. It, <laughs> let's see. After almost a decade, the program has not grown to create the impact that we had originally hoped. Mm -hmm. With so many eligible organizations, more than one million globally, our ability to have an impact was often spread too thin. That is their reason. Yeah, so ridiculous. Now, 
I, it, it does make a little bit of sense that they're saying, you know, we're, we're giving out very small amounts of money to a million different charities. But the problem with that is that it's free money for the charity. They don't need to raise any. They don't need to, you know, fundraise to get it. It's right. just extra cash that they didn't have before that they have now. Exactly. And it doesn't hurt them to get it. No. And, and it doesn't hurt my, uh, Amazon to allow the, the donation to occur. You're just saying, hey. You said if I buy this stuff, you're going to give a percentage of my purchase to the organization of my choice. Why is that too much trouble for Amazon to continue? What a company like Amazon, where you you've got literally at 17 trucks coming up and down my neighborhood constantly, dropping off like one toner cartridge for me and a, a spoon for the next guy and maybe a garden hose for the next guy. They're able to waste all that money on gas and vehicles and a ridiculous lack of logistics. But no, they can't go ahead and donate anymore to the charity of your choice as a as a nice thing because they weren't making enough of an impact. Well, the way to the way to solve the problem of not having enough impact is to beef it up and increase, make the donations larger. Yeah, increase the I percentage. Mean, isn't that obvious? It's just gross. I mean, for a company that with like Amazon, I mean, it was a neat thing they did. They, well, did, yeah. they didn't have to. No, but I mean, come on. You're gonna turn it on. I just that's just awful. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I'm looking forward to whatever the next charity thought there is. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what they're gonna do there. Uh, um, but that's just gross. So feel free to get online. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two is the number. Four lines wide open. We're gonna take a quick break and get back to the news. If you're not on the line. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Everything we've talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And over on our Facebook page, Mike G has been posting it out there. And if Zuckerberg deems it worthy and you're not in Australia, it might get to you. And, of course, we're tweeting it. Follow, yeah. us, follow us on Twitter, Tab Computer Sys. But not if you're using Twitterific. Oh, that's been <laughs> <laughs> Can't use Twitterific anymore. Ugh. Is that a thing you used, Dennis, in the past? Uh, I have in the past, yeah. like a long time ago. So yeah, Twitter's Long making some changes. I haven't done anything parties. with Twitter in years. No, so I haven't either until recently. I'm just checking it out now. So it's kind of interesting. Um, so in other news, as a way for your calls, you guys might have heard of this. Maybe they didn't, but uh, T-Mobile was hacked again. Uh, data. Oh on, really? Yeah, this is the fifth time. Imagine that. Sorry, sixth time in five years. Forty million customers have had their data pilfered uh, off of T-Mobile. And basically, what has been pilfered has been they actually just use an interface with an API that is available on their site, I guess, to, to grab this data. And so now uh, the bad guys know your name, your billing address, your email, your phone number, your date of birth, your T Mobile account number, and information such as the phone numbers and the number of lines you have. And in a statement from T Mobile uh, that came out on Thursday, they explained that the carrier started informing people of their personal data was accessed and offered the opinion that, quote, customer accounts and finances should not be put at risk directly by this event. Well, no kidding, Sherlock. Uh, thanks for that information. Um, even the article says, note the use of the directly uh, as an apparent <laughs> acknowledgement of that the siphon <laughs> records can be used as a basis for phishing, identity theft, and all sorts of things, guys. So come on, man. You know, of course, the bad guys can't use anything directly, but they're going to send emails out to 37 million people saying, hey, you know, there was an incident. They're going to actually use their incident and say there's an incident. 
Right, your and account- they'll, they'll even use some of these details that they've collected about people right, your account to number. insert into the email to convince them that they know exactly what they've got, right, they're gonna and use it's genuine. Logos, they're going to use graphics, they're going to use your actual account number, your actual phone numbers, your actual date of birth, and they're going to say, please enter whatever they're going to try to steal from you. And you're going to be like, okay, because they asked you for it, right? Right, and because it looks good, it looks accurate and it looks genuine. Right. So this is the whole basis of phishing, and uh, thanks T-Mobile for saying it doesn't affect you directly. We know that. Come on. (laughs) Um, But it's the rest of it that is the problem. And Mm -hmm. so we'll put a link up here so you can read the story, but, you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy talk, guys. These guys got to do a better job of protecting our data so that we're not impacted directly. <laughs> I know. And I was blown away when you said it was the sixth time in five, in five years, years that they was breached. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Wonder, imagine if they were doing something important, like, I don't know. <laughs> like sending and receiving phone calls? Or, or all your text messages that are having to two-factor authenticate. Imagine they're not doing anything important over there. Uh, so let's go to Lynn in Nagatuck. She's got a question. What's happening, Lynn? Uh, yeah, I have a question. Um, you know, I, I'm a senior citizen. Um, I just use my phone for, like, text messages. Uh, I take a few pictures mm-hmm. and uh, send them by text. Um, do I need to buy, like, my phone I have now was $70 a couple of years ago. Nice. And then a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned Google phone for, like, $400. Mm, yeah. And then there's the ones for 1000 I just wonder, do you have to have... Is it, what's the benefit to paying a, you know, a lot of money for a phone and in four years you're going to, or in a year you have to update? You ask a great, fair question, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. What's the benefit? So I, I want to run my technology as long as I can. So you know, I've got a Pixel 5 and the 7 is out. You know, My wife is sitting on the couch. Hey, should we get the 7? No. Uh, I'm not spending that kind of money if I don't have to. My phone works perfectly well. So your question is exactly correct. Why buy something you don't need? So as long as you can interface with the people you want to interface with, as long as the information you're getting is there, and as long as the phone works, why do you need to change it? So you're worrying about that fear of missing out, right? Oh, yeah. You're not missing out on anything. You probably actually have more, more time in your life if you don't have, you're not looking at your phone all the time, right? I mean, most right. of us are addicted to our phones. You are saying, ah, I barely use it for anything. I'm, I'm living my life. So- you're not yeah. missing anything unless someone in your family says, hey, Lynn, we can't reach you or we'd like to communicate with you on this method um, and you can't do it with your phone. Like, For example, there's a lot of encrypted texting systems that are out there, right? Um, Signal is one of them that comes to mind. So if your phone is not capable of running that app and your family want to communicate you with an encrypted messaging system, you can't do it. So there's a reason that you might have to upgrade. Uh, otherwise... There isn't any reason. If you if you have better things to do with your life than look at your phone all day, more power to you. I'm actually a little jealous. <laughs> well, um, you yeah, have a very boring life, actually. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, I'm jealous of you with the exciting life. Oh, nothing um, exciting about my life. No, 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 no. Mine either. But, so the reason, you know, does, does the phone um, break down faster if it's, uh, a cheaper model? It could. Um, they don't build things like they used to anymore. But I got a, a Bosch oven that shouldn't have been broken down in three or four years. So it doesn't matter what happens if it's with technology and, and equipment these days. Anything durable is not durable anymore. 
far as I'm concerned. Not yeah. that it's durable. It's all, it's yeah, not, so the fancier junk. phones is when you, you've got a lot of different stuff, you know, com- complicated or um, more complex things you want to do on it's it. It's just, yeah, it's the apps, it's the communication tools. You know, a lot of us are going to interface with our security systems, our smart thermostats, our smart refrigerators, our smart dehumidifiers. <laughs> our, uh, you know, we just have nothing better to do but to have a dehumidifier say, hello, Eric, welcome, welcome home. I'm like, why does my dehumidifier need to know that? Uh, but that's really what these oh, smartphones okay. do. I mean, if you have no value in it, you're not missing out on anything. And I would yeah. tell you to the the only the only valid reason for her to update the phone yes sir would be uh, for security reasons hmm, if yeah. the phone that she's got reaches end of life and it's not getting any updates uh, security updates right um, but even then you don't have to drop the phone on the day that it goes end of life right uh, you you can have a few months with it still. So, oh, if, okay. unless you got $400 burning a hole in your pocket, Lynn, I, I don't know. I wouldn't do anything with it. I'd just enjoy your $70 oh, phone <laughs> and laugh at the rest of us. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, that's a relief. Yeah. That's a great answer. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you Bye. later. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, who needs to spend all the money if you don't have a reason? You know, so many things we can all buy that we don't well, really I, need. I have a Galaxy S10. Yeah. And I have no plan to upgrade that. How many years old is it? I couldn't. I couldn't tell I you think based it's on the model. Four. Okay. Yeah. Four, close to five, maybe. Yeah. But and they're going up to the twenty-three. Are they? They're up to the twenty. Well, they now. went from ten to twenty. Oh, that's that's cheating. So, <laughs> so the next step up the, from the ten was the twenty, and then twenty-one, twenty-two, and this spring they're going to be releasing the twenty-three. Not the thirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no. it's all in the marketing, Dennis. It's all in the marketing. I know. It's very annoying. You're going to be like, wait, you only have a 10? Yeah, I got a 20. Just like just like uh, Word went from Word version 2 to version 6. Right, exactly. Back in the 90s. All smoke and mirrors, guys. So I yeah. want to thank you for joining us, guys, on this Saturday morning. We really do appreciate it. I want to thank Carolyn for producing it. She always does. Great job. Um, I want to thank Mike G for posting everything over on our Facebook and Twitter sites. So you should get it out there. Thank you guys for checking us in on the Facebook page. And don't forget, you can always get our show. We're podcasted. So if you need, somehow need more computer talk in your life, (laughs) you can download the Odyssey app and you can listen to us. We have so many episodes that you can listen to us 24-7, 365 days a year. Remember, we want you to be geeks too. See you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.